back everybody to the adw profile podcast adw for a deeper way today as we continue our explorations of all things adw profile we're going to focus in on the beautiful visual element of the adw profile the cyplex cyplex ones sort of i like to talk about it as one's visual representation of their personality yep That helps us answer four questions. The question we're going to focus on today is the one that gets at sort of that motivation. Yeah. What's sort of my approach to life and and staying motivated and engaged? Mm -hmm. So there's kind of two poles to this. We have expectation drive, which has a different episode. This episode is all about the yellow folks. Yes. Enthusiasm drive. (laughs) Enthusiasm drive. Tim. What do we need to know about enthusiasm driven? Well, enthusiasm drive, really how I organize and set up my life and prefer to work and prefer to approach things. It's hallmarked by having a preference for flexibility, Mm. for keeping my options open. There's also an emotional component around both paying attention to emotions and kind of being drawn toward them and to them as well as being driven by inspiration. And so high enthusiasm folks get inspired about something and they want to be free to go pursue that thing that they're inspired toward. This is a lovely stuck down or bogged down by all the rules. That was a lovely description. Thank Uh, you. Yeah. And I always think it's important to interject the points the cyplex is is it's not that you are one side or the other right so right. uh it's not that you are only enthusiasm or only expectation right but in fact all of us have some of both yes yeah they're they're not one or the other so it's different from that other popular tool it's like i'm a j or a p and you're kind of one or the other right or if you're really strong in one direction, you can't be strong in the opposite. Right. With the cyplex, you can actually be high on both, yeah. high on one and not the other. We're kind of on the, the mid-range on both of them. Right. So enthusiasm drive, again, go ahead and take a look at your own cyplex to see how many of those chevrons are going up toward that, that yellow enthusiasm side of the vector. And if you don't have your ADW profile cyplex report, go ahead and go to a deeperway.com slash profile and take the assessment for free. And get yours there. Get Get yours yours there. there. So Casey, you brought up this idea though, that not all enthusiasm driven people look the same. This is, uh, you know, we've, we've talked through with countless people in their cyplexes. Yeah. And this is always um, a point that people get really excited and validated about. Yeah. Right? It's that, you know, we can, s- the idea of types, right. It's sort of the, the 20,000 foot view, right. Well, sure. this group of people might tend to lean toward enthusiasm driven yeah. and everyone in this group 
their flavor of enthusiasm drive will all look very different. Right. And that comes down to sort of the four aspects that really load onto or define or make up enthusiasm drive in, in each right. of the vectors have their, their sub aspects. That's really where that uniqueness and the rich nuance comes in. So, so what we always encourage people to do is move beyond just your cyplex and go, go. I actually think it's the page after is mm-hmm. the, the drill down into your enthusiasm drive vector yeah. and look at those subscales, which are trust emotional absorption, impulsivity, and seeks change. And, and just to yeah. point to say, each of those have their own episode to get yep. very in the weeds. Really into the weeds. But we'll touch on, and what you want to look at is, what's the highest of those four for you? So yeah. if you look at your yellow bar, which one is going you know, the furthest to the right? And then yep. there'll be a number there too, which is your percentile standing on that particular aspect. So maybe what would be helpful here, if we just touch on each of these, yeah. if, if it's your highest, what might that mean or say about your particular flavor, as yeah. you like to say, of enthusiasm drive? So yeah, that first trust. one we see is trust, right? So this aspect of personality called trust. Now that doesn't mean that you can trust better if you're high and you're not as good at trusting if you're low. It's not about a skill, skill. but it's really about this idea, this aspect of personality is how freely do I give my trust away and how freely do I hand my trust to other people? And so how does that idea, that tendency to kind of hand my trust to someone else, how does that tie into enthusiasm drive. So if that's in the driver's seat for you, if that's your highest aspect in your, in your cyplex for, for enthusiasm, it, it might look like, you know, you might be a little bit more inclined to, to follow people, to listen to people, to get inspired by a message, um, you know, so, uh, from someone in particular that you respect, and you might then be inclined to act on that message, receive yeah. it and follow it. Folks who are lower on trust, right? Yeah. There might probably be a little bit more skeptical. Right. right? It's hard to get inspired by a message that you're skeptical about. It's kind of that other side of our our brain working. Right. So again, to kind of state the point again, you might be really high overall on enthusiasm and might find that you are lower on trust. And what that might mean is you'd be less your enthusiasm is going to be less about being inspired by someone else's message and more about kind of these other aspects of it, which are around keeping my options open and having that flexibility to kind of choose to do what I want to do in the moment and not be tied down, which really dovetails nicely into the next aspect, which is seeks change. Seeks change. I think about if, if seeks change is in, in the driver's seat for you, or as I say, kind of driving the flavor of your enthusiasm drive, I tend to think of that as you're probably um, almost kind of leading that enthusiasm drive yourself. Like you're look, you're actively looking to do things differently. You're actively looking for a different routine, yeah. shifting your focus. Yep. Right. So, so rather than, you know, the, tr- the high trust people might be kind of more 
looking for listening, the Sea Exchange folks are kind of actively actively doing it, doing yeah. it, maybe leading um, the charge. Yeah, yeah. So if Sea Exchange is your highest, you might be expressing that through all over driving, the map, driving <laughs> the change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All over the map. So these next two both deal with emotions, yeah. and they explain how we deal with emotions in a little bit different ways. But that first one, emotional absorption, is really about paying attention to and sort of interacting with even all of these emotions that are around me. So other people's emotions, maybe my emotions. I'm just, if I'm high on this aspect, I'm just really attuned into these, the emotional dimension of my being. And in the intro, you talked about how this enthusiasm drive in particular has this emotional connection. And so yeah. if, if emotional absorption is your highest aspect in enthusiasm drive, just like Tim said, you're very attuned to the emotional context around you, which is, is motivating your behavior, right? And, yep. and whatever that might be, whatever it yeah. looks like, but there's that, that emotional connection to mm-hmm. the situation, which, which influences yeah what you're going to do. Right. And again, it's, it's, it's hard to be inspired if you aren't feeling anything. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I can relate to that. So, so that last one, uh, this last aspect, impulsivity is really how much emotional energy am I feeling that's sort of driving me to act? Yeah. Right. So if I'm feeling a big emotion, is it driving me to take some action? And so folks are higher up on this one. When we feel an emotion, we're going to want to go do something about it. Right. In, in whatever direction that might be. So if right. we don't feel good, I want to do something to get rid of that experience. Yep. Or if I feel yep. great, well, let's go celebrate that and double down on that positive. Absolutely. So you can see how yeah. these four aspects certainly relate to each other and sort of form this constellation of enthusiasm drive. But depending upon where you score and land on each of these, it's going to very much inform what your individual enthusiasm drive looks like. And when you know these four sub aspects, you can have a better sense of, well, how can I arrange my circumstance to, to, to access these motivating factors um, that are motivating for me? As we wind down, Tim, my favorite section, let's kind of give some, some tips, some hacks, some, we like to think of them as questions. Yeah. Life hacks, right. In the form of a question. As psychologists, we don't like (laughs) to tell people what to do. We like to ask questions. I like to tell people what to do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I actually don't mind. I've learned to not. Hack number one, right? Let's say you're listening to a very persuasive message by somebody who's super charismatic and really energetic and a really wonderful speaker, eloquent. You're hearing this message and you're in high, you're a high enthusiasm person, right? I can relate to this. Slow down in that moment when you're feeling all the feels, slow down and interrogate the facts Mm. of the message. Right. That's not to say be disagreeable, but it's to take a minute to pause, sort of access that analytical part of myself that we all have and really interrogate the facts of the message. Right. Yeah. Pay attention to the facts of the message. 
The next one, and again, you'll see how these are all kind of related, but when you're feeling uh, really in the moment sort of motivated to act, and particularly if it's acting rather quickly, uh, again, we'll probably use this word a lot in this regard, pause. <laughs> and again, interrogate, why am I feeling the need to act right now in this immediate oh. moment, right? Yeah. Is it because I want to get rid of this emotional experience or is it because this is what is needed in this moment? Yeah. Uh, and to evaluate and, you know, maybe to bring in uh, one of the foundational tenants, right? Discomfort is necessary. Mm. So acting to get rid of discomfort just to get rid of discomfort maybe isn't always the best thing. Right. Hack number three, take a step back from my emotional dimension. And we've got three other dimensions of how we engage with and understand our world. And intentionally pay attention and check in with those dimensions, starting with the body. What is my body doing? How is it positioning itself? What information is it telling me? What's my body doing? Check in with that spiritual connectedness dimension. And then that intellectual dimension, what are my thoughts and how are they sort of influencing me right now? What might be some other thoughts to think about? in this moment. Finally, folks who are high on enthusiasm drive, again, depending upon your mix of of the four, they do tend to be inspired in the moment to try something different or maybe take things in a different direction. And sometimes that's absolutely what the situation calls for. But to, again, to pause and ask yourself, why am I inclined to change this? Why am I inclined to try something different? Is it because... It needs something different or just because I'm bored and I want to shift my attention somewhere else. And and maybe that in itself is a good enough reason. But again, to bring that beautiful phrase that you so often use to interrogate the moment, is this really uh, what the situation is, is asking for? Yeah. Enthusiasm drive. There it is. In the meantime, get that self-awareness. Stay curious. 